This is the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus. Welcome. Expect strong language. Mon the heart of Midlovian. Hello. Hello, Daz. Hi, Anna. How are you? I am fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Is your is your is your head still cold? It is still very cold. Yes. Um. If if any of you need enlightened, uh, I I had uh, a bit of a personal disappointment on Saturday in the sense that I lost my beanie hat, um, while I was on my journey to. Uh, Paisley to see my first ever Hearts away game at St Mirren um, and uh, <laughs> that was not very ideal Yeah, I, I, I'm a big hat guy so I appreciate I appreciate the 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 losses quite big because yeah, I'm, I'm never out of the house without a hat so. Especially at this time of year and oh, uh, I think hats are the um I think hats are very, very personally cherished by many people, particularly football fans. Uh-huh. And there was a, I think at some point during the first half, I had a quick glance around me at the men and women um, who were standing around me while we were uh, seeing the team play in the first half. Well, that was another story to tell you, but uh, I'll probably we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And uh, about nine out of ten people were wearing hats. So I thought, oh, I'm hatless, um, but I wasn't. I'm not really annoyed about losing it permanently because it was like some sort of high value item. Because I mean, woolly hats are actually relatively inexpensive, uh-huh. but I, I tend to do really well at keeping the, the property intact when I'm on when I'm travelling around. And uh, I think that was the first time in years I'd lost something uh, as substantial as that. So I just felt like an idiot. Was it more the annoyance at yourself? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I. That's. I was cursing at myself just um, when I got to uh, Saint Mirren Stadium, and uh, I was just basically saying, "How stupid am I?" Because I just mm. thought, "How? How could you forget your hat?" And I was checking all my pockets and everything, and I. I. I just couldn't find it, and I just felt so stupid. I when I saw you pre-match of you without a hat on I was like there's no way a, a, a pretty much weak old shaven head is going to survive without a hat and he wouldn't have left without his hat and then lo and behold the bad news come through it's like yeah balls trying to smile while I was so disappointed and my heart sank inside well you I couldn't tell bother. by your picture I'll give you that <laughs> well, you I did write it well. on Twitter though didn't I yeah so I did tweet about my disappointment and, uh, yeah, I, I, it was just more how stupid I was to, to, to mislay it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I mean, this this coming Friday, hopefully, um, well, in fact, there's some good news for the club store. I'm, I think there's a very high probability they're going to get some pounds from me uh, as I need to buy a new hat. Uh, to replace it, so hooray to them again, as my uh, reputation as their most loyal customers enhanced, um, very potentially, but yeah, I, it's just, I just feel so stupid for losing it, I ju- I'm just like, how could you just 
forget about it and miss Leia. You know, it was just such a... I felt like an idiot. You're not an idiot, mate. These things happen. And I, I, the, I know I'm not an idiot, but I mean, you know... The good, the good thing is, at least you are going to get a brand spanking new, fresh, and it's going to be so tight on your napper that it'll keep you nice and warm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, new hats are always that that nice, tight new hat feeling. Can't beat it. Is it? Is it, I wonder. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's better than uh, having a new car scent. But no, <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't comment on that one. I've never owned a car, so you don't I, need to own a I car. Re- I mean, well, unless I. I don't think I've ever tried. You know these these one pounds, like these lovely trees that you can buy these these football clubs do these as well there's things that you can hang in the mirror of the car oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know what they're called um uh, but but you can hang them in a car and you get the smell um pretty soon after that i've, I've never tried one in a living room or, a, or a, a, in fact i don't dare want to try it in a living room don't try this at home folks um but uh, I'm, I'm sure you could smell like i'm sure they do new car scent ones in the shop oh, i i used to have one of them when I had my shed at my old house, I I hung them in there to like keep the smell. I had a lime flavored scented one, and yeah, it was good. Lime flavor. Yeah, well, <laughs> I I I wouldn't dare lick it because no 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 <laughs> that that is a big no. <laughs> no. I, I wouldn't dare lick it either. To be quite no. honest, I wouldn't want to know what happens afterwards. Well, you you were lucky. Well, you we'll see if you were lucky. You were, you were, you were, as you said, you were in Paisley on Saturday. I wasn't there because of the uh, rail strike stopped me from getting into Paisley. But how, how was it? I know you briefly mentioned the first half. I wasn't there, so I think because you were there, I think it would only be f- do just proper justice if you gave the bulk of our review of Saturday. The first half was woeful. The second half was much better. But we cannot, in fact, delete we cannot and start again. I feel like I've got a telegram now. We are so, so shy when it comes to having a shot and go. Mm -hmm. Because the number of times we were coming forward in the second half, I lost count of. Yet... Every time we were going into the box or just about to approach the box, we just hesitated on having a goal. We were just too busy dribbling the ball. We were just too busy passing the ball to each other. And, I mean, I know, I have to say, St Mirren's defence was very organised on Saturday. They were very robust. But that that I don't think they were robust enough for us to be stopped from having a few audacious shots on goal. Is it one of those where we're trying to play too much football and walk the ball into the into the goal yeah, yeah, rather than exactly precisely it happened so many times on Saturday and I, I was like guys you have to have a goal it's yeah. crazy you test have to have a goal you've got to test the keeper you've got to take you've got to just take a chance and go for it and and to be fair to Robert Snod, Snodgrass I don't know if he was fully intending to do that when he scored his uh, very curvy goal Oh. Um, from from uh, uh, from out, from outside the box, if I rightly remember, but but you know you just you, 
it was a great goal nonetheless, and you've got to give him credit for that. Um, and of course, it's his first goal for Hearts, which is all the even more sweeter for him. Yeah. But you've got to just have a go, and you've got to give it a chance. And I think we just we're just too perfectionist, I think, when it comes to dribbling the ball, passing the ball around, and then when it comes to the actual final crunch in terms of scoring, we just we just don't take enough chances, and we've got to just take some chances. You know, we just have to even even half a chance. You know, I mean, Josh, I can I can remember Josh Janelli's volley in uh, the derby against Hibs. Yeah. Now, of course, he didn't score that. But I applauded him inside of me because I, I I actually believed that in that situation he was in, uh, he, he he would not have been able to do anything else. At least he took the chance. It was not a good chance, but he gave it a go and he gave it a try. And yet he didn't score. But at least we, the more chances we take, does the the higher the probability we'll get goals. Yeah, definitely. And, I think I think if we just keep trying to pass the ball around, then I I just don't think it's going to it's going to pay off ultimately. And yeah, I know people will say, on an, like in a terrible season, we could have lost two three 0 to Saint Mirren on Saturday, but and we got a one all draw and we got a point. But I felt we could have won it in the second half, and we should have been a bit more audacious. Yeah, if we took chance, I I mean that. Has been something that's been the not. It's not a recent thing. We seem to want to play the extra pass or make the extra extra turn inside, rather than just get a shot off and sting the keeper's hands. At least it's it's like you said. It's not. It's not what. Um, it, it's not what wins you football matches. Exactly. You need to get shots off. You need to have a goal, and you need yeah. to take half a chance sometimes and sometimes that half chance could equate to a goal if, if taken so we, we just really have to be a bit braver up, up front I mean I mean I know that might shock a few people me saying that but we just have to be a bit braver and and, and, and if we miss so what just have another chance you know yeah. don't, I mean if, if you hear half a groan from the crowd who cares have another goal next time just yeah. keep trying. You know, we just we just have to keep doing that, and we've got to learn to do that. I, 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 once we've once we've learned to do that, we've got to keep doing that. I, I, we just we just need to be a bit a bit bolder and a bit braver. I feel we had the same issue uh, last season where our midfield need to score more goals. I remember and saying that. Yeah. Again, this our midfield need to score more, get have more chances and. Scoring goals will come then, but like you said, we just seem to want to dance the ball into the box. And I'm, yeah. and I obviously didn't see Saturday, but I did read a few people that were with Barry Mackay. I mean, I don't think that was the biggest issue for me. I mean, mm-hmm. Barry Mackay, but Barry, Barry, Barry Mackay, you got to remember, he's played a lot of football in the last. 18 months or so and I know we were lucky to have the World Cup break and he and the others had a bit of a breather as um, they were not at the tournament apart from a few obviously who went uh, to the tournament because they got called up but I think I think I think to be fair to Barry Mackay I, I do think I do think I do wonder if actually he's he's probably actually 
better in the short term as an impact sub as mm. opposed to being a regular starter. And that's not me trying to demonise him or demote him. That's me basically saying, look at what he did against St Johnston before the new year. Yeah. He came on, made an impact, scored, and and that proved very, very important. And yeah, I know Barry can't play well in every game, nor could anybody else for that matter. But I, f- I don't think Barry Mackay's performance on Saturday was the worst in the world. Right. And my goodness, I've seen performances from other players that have been much worse than what I saw on Saturday from Barry Mackay. So <laughs> it, that doesn't trouble me, to be quite honest. What um, was it What was it do you, that you think half so, so bad from a Hearts perspective? I, I mean, I don't think... I don't think Hearts stamped their authority on the game uh-huh. in the first half. St Mirren were very organised. St Mirren were commanding a lot of the pitch. St Mirren, I think, were keen to go forward when they had the chance. And Hearts just could not navigate round the defence of St Mirren. And Yes, we were. We got there were times when we were actually pushing forward, which was good. But I don't think we really had. I don't think we were really. We, we compared to the second half, anyway. We had absolutely not a lot of chances in the first half, and 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 therefore, you know, we really just didn't do what we would normally be expected to do in a game, and, yeah. and actually be on target or even you know half target, whatever. Um, I, I, we just really did not stamp our authority on the first half, and um, and Saint Mirren really, really called a lot of the shots. Um, I, I mean, again, their defence was commendable. You know, I mean, I can't fault them for that. And their first goal was 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 very, very was very polished. Yeah. Um, and I can't fault them for that either. But but I felt. To be honest, we we didn't really stamp our authority from the very start, and I think it did take. I, I remember actually in the final few minutes saying to myself, "We need half time break. We need the half time break," and thankfully we were only one nil. We need yeah exactly to reset. We were one nil down at half time, and in a way I was I was kind of relieved about that because it meant we could stop and we could start again, and thankfully the second half was much much better, but. Point gain, some might say, it might will probably be a good point in the long run. But I felt if we were a little bit bolder in front of goal, we could have won and got yeah. all three points. So you I, before you you said uh, we didn't put our our stamp on the game, but somebody did put their stamp on a game in the ninety fifth minute with the red card. What did you make <laughs> of Fraser's red card, where he pretty much jumped <sighs> in the air and stamped on Grant? Which, if if he had, if he had landed any where any other spot on his leg, could have broke his leg. I think a, I think a lot of people were worried about what could have happened to Grant potentially, yeah. but uh, the VAR was correct and the red card was given and rightly so. And I think actually at the time we were a little bit baffled as to why VAR was being looked at, um, and I think. People in the crowd were asking questions of each other at one stage, thinking, "What? What's who's who's VAR looking at, and what's the situation that they're looking at?" But now, when you look back at the highlights, and I uh, I saw the highlights on 
one of the television channels um, the other night. Um, I can't remember which one because uh, I am getting older and I can't remember everything at once these days. I'm not, <laughs> not as memorable as I used to be. But um, but clearly, when you look at any... Uh, well, I, think, I think the SPFL actually does highlights on its YouTube channel. So the SPFL has its own channel on YouTube, but I'm sure you can see the highlights through there. Yeah. But I think clearly when you see VAR, then you can it all makes sense in a way it does all make sense i suppose it goes back it's a bit like remember when we got the penalty to score the second goal in the Edinburgh derby yeah in in the second day of the new year at the time well i could understand why var was being looked at you know i was i was really 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 mystified and i thought yeah it was confusing wasn't looked at and then suddenly we were they were looking at a penalty i was like how did we get from, you know, the goal being disallowed to looking at a penalty? And it just, it didn't make sense at the time. But then when you look back, then it does make sense. And it we're kind of there again um, with this red card that was issued on Saturday. And yeah, I can't, I cannot fault the referee's decision after looking at VAR. And yeah, I know VAR gets a fair bit of criticism, but actually in instances like that, VAR actually is commendable and is actually a really welcome addition to the game because I I wouldn't want to think what would happen if there was no VAR. I mean, the referee's only a human being after all. A referee can only deal with so much at any one time. You know, yeah, I mean, but... I know they get criticism all the time, left, right and centre, but they can only deal with so much at one time and they can't get every decision correct uh, humanely. Um, so this is where VAR's useful... Uh, uh, contribution comes into play and yeah still needing a bit of time to um you know be working at a level that's satisfying the vast majority of people but clearly in that instance it did its job yeah i I think uh i think if we didn't have var that could have just been missed and obviously we we, it it didn't really matter with the how long was left in the game to using as an advantage but i think it was a punishment for the challenge, which there's no need for that, especially that late in the game as well. It's it, it was just horrific. It was just how he didn't cause serious injury was beyond me. It, it's um, I think Grant's a very lucky man. Yeah, but I think I think now I'm getting a little bit fed up of um, you know, having some of our players. Ending up injured or nearly injured because of uh, aggressive play from the opposition, and you, you only need to take me back to Dundee, the Dundee United game uh, yeah. just before Christmas to see um, how horrible that game was. Um, and and I, I don't want to give too much away in terms of what's coming up in the match day program this Friday night uh, before the St Mirren game, but I, I do touch upon it a little bit. Um, it, it was not a pleasant game um, and part of that was, was down to the fact that obviously Craig Gordon came off um, but also Craig Halkett had to come off Steve. and if I rightly remember Stephen Kingsley had to come off it was yeah. not a pretty game it was pretty horrible to watch Yeah, I think I don't know where these tactics have come from in recent times where just to play dirty but it's more the fact that teams are getting I just, but it's not getting looked into by the SPFL after the game and being like, right. I, I just, I just play. feel in in Scotland, there's a maybe an acceptance across the game that the game up here is more physical mm-hmm. than elsewhere, and 
I don't think Hearts are a very physical team, no. if I'm being honest. We're a very I, honest team. I think we're a very honest team. Yeah, I agree with you. And when we say honest, we're talking about, you know, we, we're not, we don't throw tackles in left, right and centre and all that kind of thing. We tried to play a bit like Brazil or Argentina. Yeah, we played the game. Yeah, we tried to play the game. And that doesn't mean we'd never get cards. I mean, we will. We've had players fast, uh, sent off, booked, you know, like any other team. But I just I just feel some of the teams in, in the game here in Scotland, I, I don't know if they just subconsciously think they're playing rugby rather than football. Yeah, um, they, there's, there's playing physical and then there's just playing dirty. Just... Shall we just change the shape of the ball? Just give them a play with. Go on, think... play rugby. Pretend you're uh, at Murrayfield. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's it. But, I mean, we've... I know some TV stations have themed weeks. Like I've heard of Shark Week and stuff. We've got St Mirren Week this week because we play them again <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> make you laugh. <laughs> yeah, we played them again Friday. Um, I only found this out on Saturday, but one or two of us um, in the crowd found it hilarious. Um, at half time, um, we were introduced, or I, I suspect, well, I was introduced. I'm not sure about the rest of the heart support who've been there before. Um, but they have a mascot at St. Mirren called. Oh, is it the panda? <laughs> the Beasley Panda! Yeah. <laughs> Really? Really? When I first heard that, I thought, really? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that baffling? Oh, yeah. The panda. I don't get why the panda, but maybe just because it's black and white. I can understand why they chose a panda. <laughs> it's just so cheesy. Yeah. The Paisley panda. <laughs> yeah. It's so cheesy. <laughs> there, was, there was this game taking place at half time. I think there was just young kids and I was trying to look, it was at the other end of the stadium and I was just trying to look across and Paisley Panda was on the pitch and I, I think there were them. Um, and if I'm wrong, I apologise because obviously I, I couldn't really make out what was going on but it just seemed like they were playing some sort of uh, <laughs> a game where they were like throwing things at the panda. <laughs> it, was, it was just it was just wild what was going on. It was just like some sort of game that you would see on a children's television channel. And it just it was just absolutely I, I just I just looked at that and I thought, what A, what the hell is going on? I can't make out what's going on. But B, no matter what is going on, this is just a bit too strange for me. <laughs> so 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 basically, the game was just abusing a panda. I, I don't. I wouldn't go as far as that. I would just say I just didn't know what was going on, and perhaps <laughs> because it was, it just sounded so cheesy. Maybe I didn't know what was actually going on, and um, yeah, I think it was just it was just some sort of um, some silly game that they were playing. Um, I think just for a prize or something. I don't. I, 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 I couldn't make out what was going on. It was at the other <laughs> end of the stadium. I couldn't make out what was going on. I, I think it was more, my mind was more clouded at the fact that they have a mascot called the Paisley Panda. And I just I just thought, that is just, someone shoot <laughs> me now, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't be seeing the Paisley Panda on Friday. 
You have to worry about that. No, nobody will be throwing anything at Jock the Jambo. Because uh, I'd like to see Jock the Jambo and Paisley, the, the, Paisley the Panda um, play each other at a penalty shootout. Oh. <laughs> I, th- I think they should do it. For, I think they should just bring Paisley Panda across on Friday. And they should just do a penalty shootout at half time. We'll see who which mascot wins. With people throwing, they take the penalties. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. Just confetti. so easy. A a wedding in, in its natural environment, so it feels at home. What, what, say that again? So that it's still, so that Paisley Pack and used to getting things thrown at it. So it's like, right, I'm in my zone. I'm used to this. I I um I don't <laughs> to be honest, to be perfectly honest, I think I think the, the whole site of a penalty shootout between the two of them will just but they have make the everyone astounded like, and the crown to that. They that have the mascot Grand play. National, don't they, where the, the mascots run a, a horse. A, a mascot horse Grand National. Have you not seen this? No. Yeah, yeah, they do what? it. YouTube it. It's... <laughs> yeah, mascot run like a horse, a horse racing circuit, basically. That is very. Oh my god! I've just googled it. Yeah, it's a thing. That's... That is bizarre. <laughs> oh my! I've I've never I've never even heard about this. That is absolutely bizarre. A mascot Grand National. Yeah. Jock. And Paisley, you're in. <laughs> Jock and Paisley, you are in. <laughs> if they like it or not. <laughs> while we while we're here, I'm just googling Paisley Panda game because I want I want to try and see if I've missed. Oh, here, I'm just I'm just trying to make out what was going on at half time. Um, I, 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 I don't know what's going on. There's like. <laughs> In fact, I've just entered the page on the St. Mirren website um, called the Panda Club. The Panda Club! You're going to sign up. You're going to join the Panda it's, Club. I guess it's it. a match day experience. This is, this is what their website says. It's a match day experience for children aged between 3 and 12 years old held inside the Stadium Air Dome. Sessions run 1 to 5pm on home match days, excluding midweek matches and games. Celtic and Rangers. <laughs> That's not fair on the old firm. They they want they want to get they want to see what's going on here as well. Oh wow! That I, so so it runs during the game. Um, it's one till five. It's it's Panda Club. It's held between one till five on home match days. So I so, mean, it must be um like fun activities that they do, um. All it's just, just things to keep the, the, the children happy, um, but but Panda Club, it's just, it's, it's incredible. The the um SM small ISA Panda Club. Oh, <laughs> that's their um fans that raise money for the club, I think. Uh, is it okay? Yeah, I, I this is this is all new for me. I mean, do you know about half the listeners listening to this will think. Where's Hannes been for the last thirty years of his life? <laughs> well, any any t- Saint Mirren fans, by the way, who are out there and who can enlighten me on what happens at halftime, well, what what game the the panda plays at halftime? Please tell me because I I 
I, I was at the other end of the stadium. I couldn't make out exactly what was going on. So if you can enlighten us, that would be fantastic. Yeah, are they just throwing a panda? Is that what the game is? Or I have no idea. Not get to it? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I, I, I will have to go back to Paisley sometime to find out. Um, they've got to have like a support officer. Just email email them asking them. Oh, that that would be, that'd be embarrassing. I mean, what would I tell the liaison officer? Um, hello, liaison officer at St Mirren. Can you tell me what exactly goes on when the panda um, has fun at half time, just between <laughs> the first and the second half? I mean, what, what, what are they going to think looking at that? They're going to probably think, "Who is this idiot? He feeling?" <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, we're <laughs> half an hour into the podcast tonight, and we put the panda has dominated. <laughs> it's it's um I, I have to say the panda's really done very very well so already. Some publicity for them. It's it, well, any publicity is good publicity. So there we are. Basically, panda's winning this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We've got a game on Friday. Yeah, against um, I wonder. Again? But it's at home. Be a bit more attack-minded from the from the get-go. Not playing like we did on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Hope, hopefully this time. Absolutely, absolutely. And but apparently, this is changed game. Mm, but right. if it's a rearranged game, what rearranged games usually midweek? Were we meant to have a free week? Um, I, I, I don't because oh, we've got another rearranged game next Wednesday against Newcastle. Yeah. I think, I think we were, I think the game at St. Mirren was probably due to be the last one before the Scottish Cup. But now that we've got two rescheduled games, one on Friday and the other, other next Wednesday, it, clearly now um, we don't really have a winter shutdown at all. You know, no. we're, we're I, uh, busy. I think the reason I've rearranged it for this week, I'm guessing we were we meant to have played one of the teams in the League Cup semi-finals. Good, because that's coming very shortly, isn't that's it? That's this weekend. Mm, okay. called off and we just thought well we've got to fit this game in let's play that game I, I think um, well, I think now obviously that, that prospect of some time off now is gone um, yeah. so, uh, well in fact it's not matter of I think it is definitely gone because now uh, we're just business as usual now aren't we given yeah. what the schedule looks like yeah but after after Saturday's game now St Mirren are have drawn five out of their last six. <laughs> so they definitely seem to be draw specialists at the moment. Which I suppose is better than losing. So yeah. I mean, clearly they're doing something right. And I mean, they are Are they not still sitting uh, top half of the Premiership? I'm yeah. sure they are. So, uh, but we don't want a point. We, we've got Aberdeen breathing down our necks. Uh, yeah, we, we really have to uh, win both games um, so that we can pull away from... Uh, the rest of the pack. Yeah. Or to another draw Friday. I think we need to we need a victory. No, I'm not relatively optimistic we'll win that on Friday. Um 
I've not seen we'll win it by a big margin, but certainly I think we can do enough to win it. And uh, I, I think we know we have to because um, if we don't, then that's well, that's, that's absolutely unacceptable by our standards, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we really. What's your, what's your score prediction? Uh, two 0 uh, I've gone two 0 as well. Yeah. Well, well, who's your scorers? Shankland and Cochrane. Oh right, okay. Yeah, Alec, Alec Cochrane has yet to score this season, hasn't he? Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to go with Lawrence Shankland. Obviously, um, probably get a penalty, and I will also add George Grant as well. Nice. He's due a goal, so. Well, I think he's got a perfect opportunity on Friday, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, but our wishes of to see. Benny Benet on the bench or whatnot have been dashed because in an interview today, Rob said that he's uh, a, a couple of months away from being back in the starting pitch. Mm. So, okay. Was this? Good. He had his press today, didn't he? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. That's that's uh, that's unfortunate. That's really really unfortunate. But um. Yeah, because 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 Benny was in good form at the the pop up shop um before Christmas and um, but obviously now he's he's not going to be back now until the latter stages of the season. So he'll have missed a lot of the season, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, because he missed season as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a shame. I feel sorry for him, but. If he can keep that his his spirits up, then I mean that can only help him um, for his return. And yeah. I'm sure he'll want to. I'm I'm hoping and sure that he'll want to, um, you know, show and establish himself a lot. Not that he has to establish himself. We know how good a player he is, anyway. But obviously, he want to he want to remind people and that he brings quality to the team and makes a massive difference. So I'm sure he'll be absolutely. Desperate to come back. Definitely. I think uh, it, it's a shame, but I'd rather him not be rushed back and take the time that he needs to get back to full fitness. Yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't really want him going back injured again um, because no. um, he's not been given enough time to fully recover. So, I mean, it's better him staying out until he's absolutely ready to come back so that we c- he can sustain uh, his return. Definitely, 100%. Uh, I think we need our quality players back fit and healthy rather than just having them back as a name on the team sheet. Exactly. I mean, you know, because if we have too many players getting injured at once, then we've been there before. It's disastrous, isn't it? It's yeah. absolutely disastrous. Definitely. Uh, on Friday, uh, there, there is set to be a minute's applause on the eighth minute of the game for due to the uh, very sad passing of... Rudy Abbott, who unfortunately lost his battle against a rare form of cancer, which he's been travelling back and forth with his family uh, to get treatment. But the sad news came through, but unfortunately lost that battle. So if join in and uh, join this round of applause on the eighth minute of the game, I'm sure it would mean a massive amount to his family, who are all big jambos. So... Uh, yeah, sad news. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, thinking about Rudy and uh, 
Yeah, very, very sad indeed. Just again, it just, I mean, no, no football is something that we heavily emotionally invest in, but then stories like Rudy's really just make you realise the cold, hard reality of life. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody uh, was touched by the videos last season when he met the squad and uh, all the staff. At least he had at least one good thing. He got a great, great moments with the club, and he got to meet his heroes. And as Anna said, it brings it back to death. But yeah, life can be pretty shit. And so, as much as we're all footballs, the BN all and end all, this kind of thing puts it into perspective a little bit. Does yeah, absolutely does. I'm thinking of. Rudy's family and uh, closest ones around him as well. Um, a what will be a very very sad time and a reflective one as well. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. But uh, we'll all be thinking of the family and uh, paying our respects on Friday on the eighth minute. Absolutely, definitely, definitely. So no, it's January, middle yes. of January almost transfer month. Been a bit busy the last couple of days. It has been, yeah. Um, we have two arrivals already. Yeah. Uh, into the men's squad, which is a very, very, very good start indeed. And um, it's only a third of the way through the the window as well, which is yeah. really good. Um, and we and 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 I have to say that um, it's a very, very youthful. Incomings that we're having, because um, obviously there's a third player that's due to come soon, um, and uh, hopefully will be announced before Friday's game. Um, but um, I'll give you the the second signing, uh, Daz, to talk about if you want, and I'll talk about uh, James Hill, who's our first January 2023 signing. Yeah. He has the number 72 at the back of his shirt. And uh, he is on loan for the rest of the season from English Premier League club Bournemouth. And he plays in defence. And I understand that, if I'm right in saying, he is an England under-21 defender. So clearly, he's got international experience in the bank already. Uh, and it kind of gives me Alex Cochran vibes in a way. Yeah, like when we got him, when when he obviously came from the South Coast as well, at Brighton. So, yeah, yeah, weird stuff. I don't know if you'd seen it on social media, but fan, fans saying it's a step down and that uh, it's a step no, back in his progress. Uh, I, I, the problem is though is that is that some fans in England they probably think the Scottish game is a step down from from. Any of the leagues in England, so and which is absolutely not the truth at all. A bit of unrest between the fan bases between Hearts and Bournemouth. So I mean, it was, oh, yeah, so bad. yeah, it was a bit. It was I was just it, where you're watching with popcorn, a bag of popcorn in your hands, like just taking it in, like oh, and arguing over full player going out to gain experience. You know, what I mean, it's. Mm. And I think one of the, my favourite somebody had was shut up an item of fruit. 
Bournemouth. That. <laughs> the cherries. Oh, because I'm nicknamed <laughs> the cherries. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a delightful insult, isn't it? <laughs> you're, yeah, you, you're a cherry. <laughs> yeah, I just I read it and I was like, oh, that is bad. Imagine <laughs> getting called a cherry in the middle of the street. It's like, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I mean, he's. He, I did say that we needed a centre back, but is is he going to go straight into? Do you think? Uh, someone asked the question on uh, Twitter. They asked, "Do you think he is ahead of what we've already got, or is he there as backup for what we've already got?" No, I, I, I to be honest, the answer is I don't know. Solely because we have to, we don't know enough about him mm-hmm. um, at a Hearts first team level. So we have to see. I, I suppose we've been here before. I mean, we, we had the same, similar um, feelings about one or two of the signings we made in recent seasons. And yet, we, they, by the time we got to see them play, even a handful of times, we, we, we had a much better idea of them. So for all we know, um, James Hill it could well become a first-team player um, established early on in his time at Hearts. And if, for the fact that he's an England under-21 uh, internationalist, he will not have got that by accident. Clearly, clearly, people see something in him. You know, we, mm-hmm. will not, we would not sign an England under-21 internationalist for no reason. You know, there's a reason why they got him in. And there's a reason why Joe Savage will have wanted to get him in to the club. And, and I'm sure Joe is a lot more clued up uh, than all of the Hearts fan base put together on these matters. So, so I, I am, I, I am absolutely confident that um, he he is a potential first team competitor, uh, James Hill. Definitely. Uh, second signing that we made yesterday on uh, Tuesday was finally the worst kept secret. One of the worst kept secrets in Hearts football at the moment, Utero Oda joined us on a three year deal from Kobe and a, t- and a very, very exciting prospect, an attacking player. So, I mean, could he be the what we need to say we're going to get goals from uh, a midfield area because he can play on the wing? So I believe that that also that illustrates that he can give us options, which uh, is something that I welcome. And obviously, the squad depth is very key um, in the late latter months of the season. So, um, and clearly, he 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 provides opportunity, and um, we're going to provide opportunity to him. So, I mean, it, it's it's a very exciting prospect having him in, and um, clearly now he's he'll have a very very big point to prove um, and I, I don't know if he, he's a first team player automatically for starters but again like James Hill he could well be by the end of the season um, yeah. given uh, given what he could uh, contribute and you know I mean obviously this transfer window has only started really um, if, if we get more players like that in the door before the end of January we could be seeing really intense competition at, yeah. a, at a level more intense than we had before and I can only see that driving the, the things upwards uh, for the team. So perhaps this is maybe what this is all about. It's improving the squad depth, but uh, while doing that, at the same time, making sure the composition of the team is very, very healthy and, and fiercer than ever 
and that can only be good news overall. I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. Creating competition is only good for the for the team as a whole because it'll make everyone step up their game a little bit more. And if they see new signing coming in and lighting up the uh, training pitch, they're going to be like, whoa, hold on, we've got to uh, over here. And I, I believe he could, players obviously could be in contention with a place uh, in the team on Friday. So we could get to see them pretty soon. Yeah, that's very interesting uh, indeed. And um, certainly I think that that already makes the St Mirren game um, very... It gives it another dimension, doesn't it? It yeah. gives it another dimension. And we are expecting a third signing, hopefully before Friday, in uh, seeing Newcastle United's Garang Cool join the club um, before Friday on loan after the excitement of last Thursday on Twitter. Um, uh, partly caused by me, uh, <laughs> but by the tweet I made the night before talking about why I think he would make a very, very good signing for us and reassuring some of the Newcastle support that it's worth his time coming to Edinburgh rather than playing for a lower tier uh, club in England. Uh, and it, it looks like it's all but done um, from what we, we, we were, we're hearing. Yeah. Um, I'm Jamie Borth, the STV uh, superstar journalist, uh, and of course, um, uh, one man that Heart of Midlovian fans uh, look to on Twitter um, for news uh, and uh, for his insight and updates. He, he's saying, uh, he said um, this afternoon that um, he reckons, Jamie Borthwick reckons, that uh, the signing will be announced tomorrow. It's all agreed, but it just needs a little bit of paperwork, which Borthwick is told is a formality. So that is not surprising. I know people on your fellow fans on Twitter are saying, oh, announce him, announce him, announce him, announce him, announce him. And, and to be honest, I get fed up with that because, I mean, you know, the club has to get everything watertight before uh, all the paperwork watertight, etc. before announcing anything. Um, they, they will get to, to announce him. I have absolutely no fear that this is going to stop or, uh, God forbid, uh, fall through the floor. Um, it won't. Well, I, I, I remember last. When the when the rumors were first uh, flirted with, I remember our friend of the podcast Dan Driver. Uh, he he said, "There's no chance, hearts, <laughs> not a chance." Uh, cool. It was one before, uh, but, but I don't remember him saying that. When yeah, that before happen? before we went. Yeah, I think he said it one, and then yeah, he's on board now. Obviously, he's. Obviously, his, his talents are, are that good that it's a big coup for us, coup for us to get him. It is. It definitely is. It's a. It's very significant, and I, it's just going to make things uh, all the better for the team. Now, I, I I concede at this stage that he's not going to be with us forever. So, no. I mean, at, at least he'll probably be with us until the end of the season. I would love to think that if, God willing, this loan spell is a success story, as successful as Ellis Sims last season, if not better, because I think he can better it. Genuinely, I think he can better it. 
if he does well, I see any reason, logically, why he could not come back again next season and do a full season at Hearts on loan before he starts to think about the prospect of trying to compete with Callum Wilson or Alexander Isaac at Newcastle United. Um, yeah. Which I'll eventually get to one day. I am pretty confident that we'll get to see this young, articulate Australian be on the first team three, four, five seasons time. But but I think I think if he does well here at, time, at Hearts for the rest of the season, I would make the case as a fan to get him back on loan the whole of next season. And I think that can only help him. And, and, and that would give him a lot of experience. And particularly if we qualify for Europe again, because Newcastle, you know, will be playing, I think, in UEFA competition um, in the not-too-distant future if, if they keep going the way they're going. Uh, and I think what Newcastle would love to have is to have this young man come back from a good spell at Hearts with not just domestic experience in Scotland, but I'd love to think if he came back on loan next season that he would have European football under his belt as well. And yeah. then that would be a massive, massive boost. Look, just then for next season. No, I don't think that really does it does him any favours. And and in this, no. I think we lost missed out with Ellis Sims because I think if Ellis came back even for six months this season and played in the the UEFA Europa Conference League, that would have given him European. I'm pretty sure Everton would have not, you know, dismissed at all. Um, yeah. And I think if Newcastle are going to play. You know, European competition in the coming years, then they'll, they'll want they'll want their player to come back with a good taste of European football to start with. And I, I mean, you're an English Championship club. You're not going to get that in uh, England's League One, but you you, no. you might get it in Hearts for all we know. So, Joe Sanchez is thinking if he does if this young man does well, we should get him back on loan next season uh, for a full season. We're now on to something that we. Um, we in last week I was saying about um, the SPFL team of the season so far from uh, Sky Sports, oh, Andy oh, Walker. That was, we did, uh, we did say, we did say that we would pick our own, yes. And I've so, got mine written down, I've got mine written down too. I, I mean, see, I think rate of the two. I was so I was like he broke my heart last week. I know you were distraught. I can I'm gonna let you team then. Right, okay. Now uh, I'm gonna do my eleven and I don't know if you've got a subs bench, but I've also got a subs bench but I've got a subs bench. So Oh, I only went eleven. Okay, that's fine. I'll just give you my subs bench anyway. Um so that um it, it you know, people can appreciate that. I've I've got a good diverse bunch of players under my belt. Um, so my my team of the season so far, as far as the SPFL Premiership is concerned, in goals Craig Gordon, in defence James Tavernier, Craig Halkett, Stephen Welsh, Aziz Behitch, in midfield Jota, Matt O'Reilly, and Ryan Kent, in attack Bojan Majowski. Lawrence Shankland and Kyogo Furuhashi. And on the bench, Joe Hart, Alec Cochran, Bonabarazic, Ryan Porteous, 
Charles Dunn, Cammy Devlin, Josh Janelli, Callum McGregor, Ailey Yeo, and Kevin Van Veen. Wow. I think this team will win every trophy for me. (laughs) (laughs) Better than than, uh, Mr. Walker's and not as biased, so... How many, so we have in the starting eleven, three Hearts players, one, two, three, four Celtic players. So I've chosen more Celtic players than Hearts players. Starting eleven. So I'm being really generous here. Yeah. Really generous here. Look, it can be done. We can do it. I've picked two Rangers players, one Dundee United player. One Aberdeen player, and for the bench, the goalkeeper's a Celtic player. Alec Cochrane's Hearts, obviously. Barisic is Rangers. Portes is Hibernian. Hibernian. Yeah. Hibernian, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been ultra generous here. Charles Dunn, St. Mirren. Cami Devlin, of course. Hearts. Josh Jelly, of course. Hearts. Callum McGregor, Celtic. Callum McGregor was very unlucky make my 11. I went with Matt O'Reilly just because I felt he edged out McGregor for me this season which some might raise an eyebrow at. Maybe one or two Celtic fans uh, will agree with me on that one actually because uh, O'Reilly's actually had a very decent season so far. Uh, Yo uh, from Hibs you know, he scored a fair few goals so uh-huh. uh, or was it assists I think? I think it's assists actually if I really remember so because uh, I was looking at the SPFL stats so I, I think it's assists but still, he's, he's, he's good enough to be on my bench, at least. So that's an honour uh, for, for him as well as everyone else. And Kevin Van Veen, uh, who's also um, done fairly well this season as well for Motherwell. So so you've got a good, diverse mix of players there. Um, not just on the in the eleven, but on the bench as well. And, I mean, I, I would not hesitate to pick any of them, frankly, in rotation. Um, if I was playing a, a full campaign uh, in the league or anything like that, if, if this was if this was like internationals, and I was just allowed to pick anyone, I'd probably pick this bunch. You'd go with that. I'm more impressed that I've only got I've only got five that are the same. Out of only five made my starting eleven. Let's let's hear yours. I have gone in goal. A bit obvious, Craig Gordon. Yep. Uh. Defence, James Tavernier from Rangers, Kai Rolls, mm-hmm. Connor Goldson from Rangers, okay, and Alex Cochran. Aha, uh-huh. okay. So my back line is pretty hearts, Rangers heavy. Yeah. Uh, then midfield, Jota, Aaron Moy from Celtic as well, mm-hmm. Malik Tillman from Rangers, mm-hmm. and might not be pronouncing this right, but Duke from Aberdeen. Okay. And then up front, Shankland and Kyogo Furuhashi. You went 4-4-2. I went 4-4-2 because I'm old school. I went 4-3-3 because I'm outrageous. So, I I mean, again, I've got all of the top four are represented in my team. I I have uh, the old firm Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen and Dundee United, um, St Mirren and Motherwell represented yes. across See, Andy, my eleven and subs. And Andy, it's not it's not that difficult to put 
allegiances behind you and picking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we did pick a few Hearts players. That was a given, but yeah, we I'm didn't go. Everybody would do that, wouldn't they? I mean, yeah, Chris would pick some Rangers players himself, wouldn't they? Yeah, we didn't. Ex- we didn't leave out players because of who they play for. <laughs> that that that's just ridiculous, mate. Come on, get a grip. There was there's a lovely diverse mix of players to pick from, and uh, and uh, yeah, and 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 believe it or not, guys, we might well have a few fellow Hearts fans cursing at us because we, we uh, like, yeah, who we picked. I've only got three Hearts players in the starting eleven. I've two, three, I've got four. Uh huh. So you got one better than I have, uh, but I've got one more Celtic player in the starting eleven than uh, the Hearts. So. Uh, um, yeah, I'm sure Celtic fans will be um, they're like, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just shows that as Walker. I, I just, I, I don't know what was going through his head when he's picking the eleven. I don't, I really don't understand it. Still, to be honest, yeah. it just strange. I, I mean, I don't want to say it's biased myself, um, but I would say bizarre. I think bizarre. The eleven was he picked was bizarre. It really was. A very strange. And I still can't get my head around it, to be quite honest. No. Me neither. <laughs> and then there's silence afterwards. Yeah, it's well, like that, that was me. That was I was at see what after that I, I genuinely just was uh, on my head taking a deep breath, like oh Yeah, very weird. Very, very bizarre indeed. But uh, but there we are. Um, a nice all-rounded team from me. Yeah, we went... We, I think we did better than than Walker. Oh, I think, I think, I, I think we certainly did better than Mr Walker. I mean, he can certainly learn a couple of lessons from us if he wishes. So if we've yeah. helped him out in the future, then, uh, well, you're very welcome, Mr Walker. Um, you're absolutely welcome indeed. Um, but But I think... Now, one other thing I wanted to say about my eleven, um, for anyone out there who's saying, why did I pick one extra Celtic player over Hearts? You've got to be honest. And this is not me arse-licking Celtic in any possible way whatsoever. But when you look at Celtic's team this season, and you look at the way they've played in the last 18 months under Orange, they, they are streets ahead of everyone else. And I mean, you can't you can't deny that even if you're not a Celtic fan. I mean, they are streets ahead of everyone else. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the quality they've got in that team is absolutely it's astonishing. Which astonishes me even more to think, how did they not win a single Champions League game earlier in the season? It's very, very odd. Because they haven't got... Only he knows <laughs> in Europe. Well, Hearts were the only Scottish club to win a group stage game in any UEFA competition this season. So Just putting it out there. Just putting it out yeah. there. Just it out there, yeah, absolutely. Well, in the uh, programme, uh, be sure buy the programme every week anyway, but of course. make sure to buy one this week because uh, your boys have got two pages of goodness that we've yes, written. Yes, we're in it. We we're are in, in, it. in the, the programme this Fourth week. Fourth time, baby. Yeah, I, I said I thought it was third, but 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 you corrected me. It's the fourth time we've made it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It, it might not seem like much to some of the listeners, but for us, it's. I get this opportunity, and I want to thank Gary 
for reaching out to us and asking if we would like to uh, take him up on the. Yeah, it's a it it's a real honor to to be yeah. considered, and yeah, it's a great you. yeah, it's a real privilege. And I think it's a great addition to the program that the Hearts podcast get uh, right an article home game so it's yeah brilliant yeah no thank you Gary it's absolutely amazing it really is and uh, yeah that's it's an honour it is, it is, I don't think I could have put it any better than you have and to be quite honest it's uh, what can I say <laughs> I feel like I'm at an award ceremony just <laughs> I've, I've got a trophy and uh, what do I say thank you very much and I'm just vomiting words now for a laugh <laughs> But no, we if uh, I'm looking forward to Friday, not just for the program, but just Hearts football. Friday night football in Tyne Castle. Yeah, it's been a while. It'll, it'll give you a free Saturday. I mean, do you think has... do you think Graham will get a good dance mix of floor fillers on before the match? I hope not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, it's not my cup of tea, but. <laughs> Might just, might just, somebody's got a magic wand at the stadium. It might just transform the pitch into like a discotheque or like oh, well, a disco, and then everyone's like booging to 60s music. And then well, d- during the European games, we had the light show. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> 1960s dance music, anybody? Oh, <laughs> 70s, I'd have been down for some disco, but uh, I think, I think maybe. I think I'm maybe just stretching a bit in the sixties. <laughs> but there we are. I mean, certainly if Mark Martin was on duty on Friday night, oh, we'd be getting floor fillers galore. <laughs> so I mean, it'll be more than sort today. We might even get a disco ball in the middle of the stadium. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I no, I, I, Friday night football will be good fun, and uh, yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to it already. Um, oh. I've been looking forward to it all week, but I mean, yeah. uh, it'll come closer and closer and closer, and then it'll eventually arrive, and then time will fly when we're enjoying ourselves. Exactly. But Friday, make sure you enjoy the game. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy and the game. Minutes. Of- uh, yeah, play respects to, to Rudy, um, who we all miss uh, a lot. Uh, briefly, before we finish tonight, Hearts Women's League campaign resumes this weekend as well. Um, but before I jump to that, the, the day before, uh, and we've, we've got a notification on Twitter about this today, at Hearts, the Heart and Midlovian men's B team are in Berwick to play Berwick Rangers on Saturday um, yeah. in Berwick, of all places, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I was looking at... It's some track. It's like... Not too bad if you're going from Edinburgh, but going from... It's going to take me... It'll take me about two and a half hours, so unfortunately I'm going to give it a miss. And, and of, of course, it's... Just, I mean, we don't know what the weather's going to be like, um, and we're hoping everything will be running to normal. Uh, exactly. uh, hopefully, and I'm sure everybody will be absolutely hoping for the best. Yeah, and, and also sure t- hopefully it'll all be fine. But when you um, touched on the women's team, they also uh, progressed in with a win. They did, yeah. Two right. 0 
last Sunday, Saturday actually, and um, it was actually moved from last Sunday. I was planning to go, but no, I, I couldn't because uh, I was in Paisley. So uh, they were playing last Saturday, and uh, two seamless goals. Yeah. Well, one from Kira Grant uh, with a th- free kick that was just it was orchestrated so perfectly um, to make it 1-0 to Hearts and then Jenna Penman uh, made it 2-0 and a nice comfortable win in the Scottish Cup and it's Partick Thistle next away again away again that's right yes and hopefully it'll be a little bit warmer in Glasgow than the last time I saw I was away to Partick Thistle seeing Hearts women play Um, so yeah Hearts women uh, playing Partick Thistle in the next round Uh, I would imagine we're the favourites for that I I would hope Um, and um, that game is on Sunday the 12th of February Um, that game between Partick Thistle and Hearts women the 12th of February in the 5th round say that again is that the week after the Hibs game? Uh, no, it's it's not. I think the Hibs game is the 20... Is it the 22nd? Oh, sorry, I got it. I, I missed it too. I thought... No, 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 you're okay. No, no that's okay. That's absolutely fine. Hibs Hearts is uh, the 22nd of January. Uh, so, so it's a little bit of a gap between the 22nd of January and the 12th of February. Um but 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 before that, of course, uh, Hearts Women's SWPL campaign resumes uh, this coming weekend. They're playing Rangers this Sunday at yep. one o'clock. Now the kickoff time is one o'clock, so a little bit earlier than usual because it usually is three o'clock uh, for kickoffs uh, this season uh, for Hearts Women. Uh, but this time, one o'clock kickoff. Um, for Hearts Women v Rangers at the Orium. Uh, and a, a really exciting test here because obviously we're doing really well fourth in the league in the SWPL. Uh, but of course, Rangers are among, I think, the big three. Um, and um, yeah, this will be probably a more difficult test than usual for us. Um, but if we win, and, and who, who's to say that we can if we win? then I think the table will look really interesting um, because right now we only set seven points behind Rangers, but we could well be just four points behind them with a win. Although the the slight disclaimer to that is the fact that we've played one more game than them. So, um, and I I don't expect that gap to stay that narrow for too long. It would be a very, very big statement victory, I think. I think show so. Where, yeah. Show where we're show where the teams at. Yeah, I, I think so. And and obviously Rangers second in the league. Uh, I I imagine they're definitely well. They are definitely contenders for winning the league. I I'm sure. Um, Celtic uh, are just behind them. Glasgow City are narrowly ahead of Rangers. Um, but but that that psychologically sitting on twenty eight points potentially with a win, Super with Rangers on thirty two, that would just look really really. Uh, exhilarating for us, but frightening for Rangers. Yeah, definitely, definitely a great achievement by uh, Eva and the women's team as well. And Rangers to... have yet to lose a game this season, so imagine well, we bring the first defeat upon Rangers. Sunday. Mm. No, nonetheless, I mean, nonetheless, it's it's a good test, nonetheless, to see where we stand and measure uh, at this stage. So, um, 
I don't think we've actually. I don't think it'll be too long after the Rangers game when they'll have Celtic. So um, that that obviously uh, we're going to have a few difficult tests coming up, um, and the Celtic we're playing Celtic again at home uh, before the end of the month. So definitely uh, interesting tests coming up. Yeah, but tests that we need to we need to come overcome if we're going to progress. And Glasgow City in early February. So, yeah, the, the, the most difficult games coming up. But you need to win those games to uh, be cracking that top four. Yeah, we need we need the victories. We definitely need the victories. So, that's us covered. I think it is us covered. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see many of you on Friday um, for the game against St Mirren at Tynecastle. Another action-packed night of football. On the hearts. On the hearts, indeed. That's fantastic. And hopefully I have a beanie hat on my head when I kick off. I can see it happening. A few pounds into the uh, the, the tills at uh, Hearts Club Store. So uh, you'll be looking forward to some more of my custom. Exactly. It's going to... You'll have a hat. I have, I, 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 have, I have a feeling that I'll see you with a hat on your head. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Have a good time, folks. Have a great weekend when it comes, or long weekend because we're playing on a Friday, and um, we'll catch you the next time. All the best. Bye. Bye.